Hey girl, it's Sonia and welcome back to the So What Happened Was podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the unforgivable, unforgettable situations, words, um, altercations, everything that, I mean, that we just can't get over, that we can't let go of. You guys help me out over on Instagram at SWHW podcast. If you guys want to follow me there, I always post um, little pictures or um Instagram stories where I ask you guys questions. That way you guys can communicate back with me to give me some feedback on these episodes and how you guys are feeling about the topics at hand. So if you guys want to get involved, you guys can follow me there. Again, it's at, at SWHW podcast. I also want to give a shout out to Jessica Abira and Stephanie Larson for being the newest members of listener support. So if you guys want to join them and help elevate and support this podcast, please visit the link in my Instagram bio. Thank you so much, girls, and let's get into the conversation. So like I mentioned, I did ask you guys a question in Instagram stories about like what happened or what was the situation, what was the instance where um, someone did something to you that you just cannot forgive them for. A lot of you had said cheating, abuse, gossip, lies. Someone just put lies, lies, lies. And, and I agree with all of you guys totally. There was so many, so much cheating that was going on. And I feel like that would be my first to address because I totally agree with you. For me, I was, and I had mentioned this before, I was in a relationship with someone for about six years, I want to say in high school and out of high school. And he cheated on me multiple times. He was in a, in a band who got signed to a label um, they were played on the radio. I mean, it was a big deal and he thought he was the coolest person on the planet. But like all this other drama like followed that band. Like one of my friends was with the singer and like she was hooking up with a guitarist and girl, like some Yoko Ono shit, you know? So she broke up the band and <laughs> that was the end of that. So he was no longer cool, but he was still like pulling all these girls and I don't even know how he did it because he was not even cute I don't know what was wrong with me it is not like the craziest thing not only are these guys like not really that attractive but they're like the worst people on the planet like I just don't understand how that is even possible you know but he did and he would break up with me every weekend because he was doing gigs in Mexico or whatever like their little tour quote-unquote tour or they were in the studio recording like there was just like so much going on and he would always break up with me because he knew he was about to be a hoe and then he would like get back with me. So it's like, I want to say like it felt like he was breaking up with me every Friday, picking a fight with me somehow and then we'd get back together on Monday and we'd be together for that week and then he would do it again and I'm so stupid and how embarrassing and pathetic is that for me to even admit but it's true. Like it happened to me, I was a dumb young girl, I was going through so much, I was deep into my depression. I was struggling with anxiety. I had no idea that I had ADHD. Um, I also had eating disorders. So I was just like going through a lot and clinging to anything and everything in that moment. So I don't want to blame all that stuff, but that's the reality of it. Like it makes you do stupid things. And I was a stupid girl and I was forgiving him for a lot of things. And it was it was like a situation that I knew I wasn't happy in, but I still stayed and I didn't know why. Like I just I just stayed because I didn't want to be alone. The feeling of being abandoned was so like 
horrible and it hurt me down to my soul because it's something that I experienced in my past with my dad and even the recent past because at that time when I was in high school I stopped talking to my dad in I think I want to say like in the beginning of eighth grade or some sometime in junior high that's when I stopped talking to him and I didn't talk to him again until my high school graduation or something like that but I went through so much that I could see now in hindsight because I'm a grown-ass woman and done a lot of work in therapy and self-help and self-care that I'm realizing, wow, like I really, really was accepting a lot of shit that I shouldn't have. But going back to the theme of today's podcast, I just, I never could really forgive and forget those things. So although I was in that relationship, I was never happy and I was never going to let him live all of these mistakes down so our relationship was doomed and it was a waste of time because I was taken him back but I was never forgiving him for what he was doing because I knew he was going to do it again the patterns always tell us what to expect especially from the same freaking person okay and I don't know if you guys can relate to this but it seems like all the men or boys that I was involved with my entire life all had these things in common they all have like sprinkles of like mental abuse on me and substance abuse in their lives like or some kind of addiction I feel like the guy that I was with in high school and out of high school had to have been like a sex addiction because I couldn't really say that like he was a big drinker because it was it wasn't the case I don't remember that I also was like very fearful of like drinking because my dad was a big time alcoholic that I felt like if I were to drink, oh my God, I, I would be addicted instantly. So I, I was like really late compared to my friends in the drinking situation. But then I went on to end up getting with nothing but alcoholics, which is so sad, but it's true. And it's not like they were wasted on the first day and I was like, yes, get over here. No, it was like a hidden thing that I didn't know about until it was too late and I was hooked and I felt like I was too involved and I couldn't get myself out, you know? And I felt like, well, that was like literally the reason why my last two relationships didn't work out because I was putting my foot down and saying like, I'm not going to be with you if you're going to be drinking or we needed to be doing something else besides going out and drinking and they didn't like it. And that was ultimately part of a big reason why we didn't work out. So I was also projecting um, the parts of my past which is my dad oh I feel like I just keep going back to that but because it's true um I couldn't forgive the fact that he was choosing his addiction over his family and over the time that we spent with him when we did go with him because my parents what my dad left the home really early was like three years old I want to say and then they didn't really get divorced divorced like sign the paperwork until I think I was like seven I want to say I mean, everything was like a hot-ass mess. My memory is like shot to hell. And I think it's just like a coping mechanism where you, you kind of like go blind and deaf <laughs> and your memory is like shot up because you're protecting yourself from like bad things um, and like remembering bad things. So yeah, a lot of my past is like very like, oh, I don't remember. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just... I know that I will forever be triggered by that. So when my son's dad left, I felt like he jumped in the same hole with my dad as far as you guys are the, now I cannot forgive you for that. And he did it not once, but twice. 
when he broke up with me almost three years, like going on three years ago, he left for the second time. So it's just very difficult. So when people say, like, just get back together, work it out, let God be your leader, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, it's not like I don't want that to happen, but you can't make people change. You can't make people be something that they're not. And you can't also like erase the damage that has been done. When um, it comes to cheating, I always say like, after, I mean, after that experience with that guy, I always say like, I just could never go back from that because it, again, I'm triggered of how I felt and how depressed I was and how suicidal I was in that, in that relationship because I just felt like I was worthless. I was nothing. Um, and how could he be with somebody and then be with me afterwards? And then when I found out like the actual body count, I wanted to put a whole bar soap in my canal girl, because I felt so grossed out that I was subjected to that without my knowledge. Like I, how dare him put me in that kind of situation where I could get sick or he could, you know, impregnate me or somebody else. And Lord have mercy. Thank God I didn't have a baby with that guy. But, um, I always vowed that I was never going to accept a cheater back into my life after that happened. Now I was with somebody else who I had mentioned. Um, I'll talk more about that relationship. Like I just don't feel comfortable just yet, but I, I will eventually Anyways, it's the guy that I was telling you guys that he had um, cheated on me and he had confessed and he was Jehovah's Witness. And yeah, that whole situation, there's like more to that story. And I'll tell you guys in a different episode because I just don't have the energy for that. It's like, it's soul sucking. But I knew it when he had told me in that moment, I was like, you stupid son of a bitch. Like I told you guys, our motherfucker, whatever the hell I called him. But I was just like, you should have died with that took that to the grave because I will never forgive anybody I'll never allow someone to do that to me ever again and I didn't I dropped his ass like a hot tamale that day went home took all my stuff out of the house and moved back into my mom's house and it was done over in the grave um I also know of people in my family I know of friends who were in these kind of situations where people uh, there was a baby created out of the cheating and they still stayed together. I'm like, how? How do you do that? I don't know how anyone could do that and put a smile on their face and accept these children. Like, you're bigger than I am because I would kick some ass and you would have to be taking care of all of these kids somewhere else, not in front of me though, because that's like it's over. And I know of somebody who had a surgery and while she was in surgery, her man stepped out on her and had a baby with with somebody else and the surgery surgery was actually to take out her uterus so she was like never going to be able to have another kid again and he went and had a child with somebody while she was in freaking surgery like what and she still stayed with her husband like I don't understand that like you're bigger than me another story that I know that guy that I was talking about his uh, dad cheated on his mom and she didn't had no idea she was pregnant at the same time as another woman and they didn't find out about each other until like years and years later. I think it's like 15 years later, like child support papers came to the house. They were being served or something like that. And that's when she found out that her husband had cheated on her and made a whole freaking baby with somebody else. And not only that, but that little girl was reaching out to try to have a relationship with her dad 15 years later. So it was very difficult for her. 
Um, they had a, a, like a big strain in their, their relationship. She was even threatening to leave and, and she didn't. They stayed together. And I'm not sure. I hope so. I hope that they, he kept in a, a relationship with his, you know, I don't even know what the love child, how, what would you call these children who are out of your marriage? You know, like, yikes. I mean, that's his biological daughter, but the, the damage has been done. Like, how does that feel? I don't know. Maybe you guys could shine some light on that. I don't know how a child, I felt so bad for her. How would a child feel knowing that you're the product of infidelity? Yikes, you know? I also read that you guys um, have been cheated on, like your man stepped out on you with your best friend. Yikes, I'd kick some ass. Um, Again, another one was like while they were pregnant, like all these horrible things. And uh, I just want to get in like a group huddle and hug all of you. And like all of us walk down the street and just like knock on all the doors and like kick everybody's ass, you know? (laughs) Can you guys imagine that? All of us, the whole girl gang, the, all the comadres going down the street with leather jackets and just seeing guy and just like kicking his ass, you know, just in case, just in case you're a bad one, we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> That's just like a fantasy. I just look out the window. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I like that for us. Um, another one is abuse. I have never been physically abused by anybody, but I have been in situations that were really scary where I just knew that our relationship had taken a turn where I'm like, fuck, I don't think we're going to be able to recover from this. I remember being in a house of a boyfriend, like a couple of boyfriends ago, and we had a night. I mean, like I said, it was alcohol problems going on. We went back to the house and he was just on one, punching holes in the wall, kicking holes in the wall, just going nuts. And I was screaming bloody murder. The cops never came. And I'm like, shit, if he was like killing me right now, I'd be dead. Like no one's coming to my rescue. It was horrible, you guys. In the morning, my throat hurt from screaming so badly. And I could just imagine like if he would have put hands on me, it would have been First of all, would have been on because it's just in my personality to fight to the death. And like, I just, I sympathize for women who have been victims of abuse. I have family members. My mom was one of them um, who had stayed in a relationship with someone who was super abusive, beating her up all the time. Like, I just, I I, I hope that I'm never in that situation because I, I can't relate. I don't know how you feel. I mean, an outsider's perspective, we all say we, we would never stay, we would never be in that situation, we'd kick his ass, we'd kill him, whatever, you know, but when push comes to shove, literally, like, we just honestly don't know, we don't know, and then I feel like it is a slow progression kind of thing, like, guys don't just, like, first date punch you in the face, it's like a, they really woo you and romance you, and then they really hold you down and strip you from your soul, and I, I'm just, I sympathize with you, with the abuse thing. And I, I would hope that you guys could get away and have s- some great support around you that will protect you and your children if you have any to get away from them because I do feel like that is unforgivable and unforgettable. Like you just can't. Gossip, lies, trash talking is is pretty up there with the abuse. It's pretty up there with cheating, I feel, because Words are so much more powerful than people realize until you are the receiver of those bad words and statements because I was just talking to my friends about this last night. Our friends are the most like 
amazing people in the whole world, right? But they're also the most powerful people in the world because they have all the ammunition to take us down. Like we could take each other down in a, in a snap of a finger like Thanos, you guys, because it's, it's, it's the people that we tell the most to. And we have family members like, I love my mom, I love my sisters, but my friends know my deep, dark secrets that I would never would ever want my family to know about because it would cause me so much shame there's just so much um, vulnerability that comes with friendship and that's why I have a very short list of friends because giving more more and more people that power to hurt me is a scary a really scary thing and I'm like um I'm not down so when I hear of people having like oh she's got tons and tons of friends I'm like you have tons of friends or you have tons of acquaintances or tons of people that you just like kick it with because for me I just have like five or six really good friends like really really good friends who have been there with me in my darkest days like there's just so many things that my family members don't even know about um and with that said, this is why one of the uh, biggest friendships that I had recently had to cut off was due to the disrespect, was due to the gossip and the betrayal and the lies because after all of us girls put our heads together, we realized that this one person was talking about all of us to all of us, about all of us, and kind of like trying to pin each other on each other, which is kind of sick and very selfish and very hurtful. I also am that friend that will not tell you things that do not serve you. So say if one one of my friends was talking shit about you, you the person that's listening to this podcast right now, she was saying, or she said, oh my God, did you see what she was wearing? Oh, or her breath was so nasty, stank, smells like she's got five cavities up in there. Like, I wouldn't say so-and-so just told told me that your mouth smells like a trash can. Like, I would never, ever do that to you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I just would would not want you to be around this girl. I would not want to put you in a situation that, where you would be around her because she's a fake-ass bitch. She's talking shit about... Not only that, but if she's talking shit about you to me and she knows that we're cool with each other, what the hell is she talking about me to you? You know what I mean? Or to other people. So you really have to be worried about these kinds of things. And you don't want to be that kind of person either. Because I know for myself, I have been in that situation. I have been that bitch before. And I admit that. And it's embarrassing. And But I, I'm being honest about it. And I feel like you guys can resonate with that too, right? That's why it's so funny when you see those memes or those short clip videos when they're like, oh, I fucking hate that bitch. Hey, girl. <laughs> it's like literally like it's so true. So after we all cut ties with this one girl. We, I literally made an announcement to all of us as we were eating dinner one night together. And I said, let's not be that group anymore. You guys, let's not be those people anymore. For moving on, if you have a problem, come to me and talk to me about it. If you have a problem with this person, come and talk to her about it. Don't be talking about it with everybody behind their back. Let's not be that, okay? Let's cut that shit off. We all do it. We've all done it. We need to stop. And I feel like you guys should probably do the same thing with your girl group or just do it with yourself. You have to think about that. So the next time you receive gossip in your ears, think about what that person is saying about you to other people. I mean, that's like mind, the head exploding emoji, right? For me, I just, 
it just hurts me so much down to my soul because I know how much I give to people because of what I wish that I would have gotten when I was younger or in certain situations and relationships. So I guess to be honest with you, I do overcompensate a lot because I love so hard because I want to be loved so hard, if that makes any sense. And that's just me being vulnerable and honest with you guys. Is that's just that's just what it is. I'm sure you guys can relate to that too. Or you might be the opposite where you gave so much and you got absolutely nothing. So now you're giving not one hot fuck to anybody now. Like you're done. You're over it. You're never going to go back to that because you don't want to get hurt. I feel like this is why it's really important for us to have these kinds of conversations with each other, with the people that we uh, trust or hire a therapist to unpack all these things. Because if I were to speak to my therapist today, the first thing I want to talk about is that friendship because that was the most recent thing that had happened. Then we're going to take that out of the suitcase. Next up is going to be the relationship that I had lost with my son's dad. Okay, after we finish talking about that, which I feel like would take forever because I have so much history and pain and hurt with him. After we get that out of the way, then we've got um, this other guy that had made a significant impact in my life. Okay, then get him out of the way. Then we've got like... Uh, issues that I had with my mom and how she was present or not in our lives growing up but I she was there because she had to take care of all of us by herself but a lot of things had went down too that had impacted me negatively in my life okay impact that out of the way then we got my dad who's the root of a lot of all of these issues that I just hold on to and harbor so for me it's really hard for me to forgive and forget the things that I felt, the things that I went through. I mean, there's just so many reasons why I need to focus on forgiving and forgetting because not for, not forgetting, just forgiving because I I it's hurting every single relationship that I'm having or about to have or want to have because I just cannot let it go. I read a book by name Lisa something I'll make sure I put a post in my Instagram but it's it's called forgiving when you can't forget or something like that something like that it's one of my recent Bible study books that I was using it's a it's written by a woman who was cheated on her husband or she her husband cheated on her and she wrote a whole book about it maybe even multiple books about it and for me (laughs) Um, I low-key I'm like you better drag his ass in this damn book she sure did she sure did I was like get him girl get him but then I'm, then I'll, I'm also like damn are they ever really going to move forward from this situation or is he ever going to be forgiven for what he did and how does he feel about it knowing that she's like dragging his ass all over town in these books like best-selling books I was even contemplating writing my own book but I know the damage that that could create. Although I know I would reach more women, but I would ultimately be hurting the person who hurt me, the person I care most about other than my son, you know, and I don't know if it's, if it's worth the sacrifice. I feel like there are ways of doing it without completely dragging his ass. Maybe I'll make a 
quote unquote non or non not fun <laughs> a, a fiction book and it changed the names around you know to like a Sophia and Christian <laughs> and get around it that way yeah 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 I just I don't know I I just it's hard I want to know what your guys' thoughts on forgiveness is and how you guys are getting through it it's just I, I just can't wake up one day and just say you know what I forgive you I'm over it let's go it's just it's it's really hard like I said I've got maybe about 10 or 12 books on forgiveness and they, they say the same sentiments it's for you it's not for them it's for you to let go of the burden that you're carrying well, yeah, I feel like my, my shoulders are a little tense, a little tight because I've been carrying this weight for my entire freaking life, but it's, it's hard. So if I ever come up with the, the secret solution that is not so obvious that everybody keeps jamming down our throats, I feel like it's just a process that we have to go through, right? It's just something that we just have to deal with and eventually we'll be able to eat, sleep, shower, work, laugh again without really feeling like we're faking it because that's how I felt after all of the hurt that I experienced. So going back to my dad again when he had passed away, I didn't know how to feel. I felt like he was dead for a lot longer than he was because I already accepted the fact that I wasn't going to have a relationship with him. And it was something that I always wanted, but he was not capable of because of the kind of person that he is or he was. So um, to be honest with you guys, the day that I found out that he passed away, I was shocked. I don't even think I cried. I was just like, okay, like this is really, it's real, real now. It's like a really happening um, because I can't even tell you how many times we thought he was going to die. It was very dramatic, hard um, life that us kids led with him in it because we just never knew. He always said it was going to happen. We have to come to the hospital now. He might die. Like it's just always, it's like a very traumatic roller coaster of emotions all the time. But when it finally happened, it was just so surreal. And I was with one of my sisters and the day of his funeral, we were deciding we we're going to go on a hike instead of going to his funeral funeral because we just thought like it was so fake if we went to his funeral because we didn't have a relationship with him we had falling outs with him before he passed away you know opportunities for him to make things right were presented and he didn't take them and it was just all these things and it's and it's We were on our hike. I even bought some plants. We were going to plant them and we planted them and that was going to be like our way of, I don't even know, like our way, not even like celebrating his life because it, it sucked. It sucked. But we did, we, we wanted to do something and, and planting a plant sounded like a good idea and it sounded like something that was beautiful in a really ugly situation. So as we were up there on our, on our hike, we were looking at our watches and we're like, fuck, we could still make it. And his service was in Long Beach and we were in Claremont. And I just felt like, 
well, if you want me to go with you, let's go. If you want to go right now, let's go. So we don't have any regrets. We, so we can, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that I, I will regret. So we were like, fuck it, let's go. So we start running down the hill. We're like running as fast as we can uh, down this hike in, and we're in, in workout clothes, mind you. Okay. We're not dressed appropriately for a funeral. And we get in our, our, in the car and I'm racing over to Long Beach as fast as I freaking can. And then we finally make it and we're like huffing and puffing. Like, I don't even know if I parked correctly, like jumped out of the car because we could see the service from the street. So we were like under a tree, a ways from the funeral service. We can see like, oh, I'm getting chills. We can see the Marines there. My dad had a, a military uh, funeral, so they were shooting off the guns and the folding of the flag and I see my brother and my other sister there and everybody's crying and it was just like a very like surreal moment for me and my other sister to be standing there like strangers on the street watching this funeral but we didn't want to miss it and uh, listening to his wife's or his third wife's family speak about him and the kids were crying and they had these beautiful memories and he was so helpful and fun and he went to all their games and we're just like, what the fuck, you know? So, and I'm well, speaking for myself, that's how I felt like in my head, like if they gave me the mic, I would have nothing good to say. I would have nothing good to say. And, um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I'll ever forget that. I don't think I'll ever forgive that part and I feel like that's why a lot of the resentment and anger still lingers with me because he didn't get a chance to make that right so I'm thinking I'm, I'm just wondering like are there situations in your life that have happened that you feel like you were robbed of the forgiveness or or just you just can't forgive them for certain things that happen. Hmm. Well, those were my, well, a few of my unforgivable, unforgettable moments, situations, stories that I have to share with you today. Um, I would hope that you guys would consider reaching out and leaving comments and responding about this particular episode on Instagram. That's at SWHW podcast to get involved. I'd love to hear from you guys, but until next time, take care and we'll chat soon.